This episode is brought to you by Jackbox. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. There's more than that? Wow. Yeah. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. Tonight on Bullstone. Four out of five doctors aren't telling the cops shit about what happened to the other one. April showers bring May sours? We'll tell you what the rain is doing to those Granny Smiths later in the show. American universities held in the grip of spring fever. The Centers for Disease Control recommends skipping that lame four o'clock class. Who even cares, man? A stitch in time saves brine? One Rhode Island woman's odyssey to sew outfits for all the marine life nearby. These stories and more tonight on Bullstone. Yeah, dear listener, it's a bullstone. Please don't skip. No, please don't skip it. I guess by now you probably may have if you were going to. But we've got a special guest. Cha-cha-cha. Oh. <laughs> I always come in before the song's over. Yeah. You Who, who's, that, who's that guest? Who are we? Yeah, I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Oh, today, the third guest is the probing eye of the media, bastion of truth, stalwart of democracy, and final arbiter of of veracity. So come on, Eileen, and join (laughs) us. Uh, This week on Bullstone, we don't have a guest. We don't. The guest is- Sight, just kidding. Yeah, we're going to try something different that we didn't know how else to do. Uh, so, uh, this episode, uh, we're going to do n- news items yeah. from around the world that Strange happened recently. things yeah. that, are, that are happenings. Odd now. occurrences, interesting items you may be interested to hear more about. Or would never normally hear about because yeah. they're buried under gobs and gobs of, uh, uh, you know, talk about butts and... Right, um, hairdos and well, listen, whatever the else, whoa, whoa, whatever else whoa, the kids are whoa. talking about. I don't care, man. I don't care. I'm, I it's this the country platform. runs on butts and hairdos, and I love them all. <laughs> What'll it be next? Butt hairdos? Ugh. Or oh no, no, the first one. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. That's right. This one is all all news. Uh, yeah, you know, just stuff stuff we found on on the old interwebs that thought might be fun to listen to. Uh, if you like it, let us know. We might do more of these. Right. Or if you don't like it, uh, a respectful silence. No, Shh. you can tell us. We're not no. going to be dicks about it. Either way. Yeah. I so, think it'll I think it'll be fun to, to try, and, and if yeah. it's that much fun, then uh, we'll do it again for That's you right. if, if you like it. So, uh, Flora, why don't you kick the tires and light the fires? All right. I'll start out here oh, uh, will you? with a uh, pretty interesting article, a, a science article. 
Um, Science. And usually, Dave and I were talking about this earlier. You know, you, we we abhor clickbait stuff. Yeah. Clickbait being just the the crap that pops up in your Facebook feed. That's like, and you won't believe yeah, what happened next. Ten things that that horny dudes think about when they're horning or whatever. And and you're like, oh, I'm a horny dude. What do I think about the the police? Still can't believe what was in this chest. <laughs> Well, it wasn't quite that bad, but uh, it is an article from Gizmodo. It's about a, a genome editing tool yeah, uh, that, that's out there for DNA called CRISPR. That's C-R-I-S-P-R. It's an acronym that stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. Now, this is, this is a, uh, something that scientists actually discovered back in the eight, early 80s where there's a section of DNA in some uh, bacterium where it is just this highly repetitive portion of, of DNA, then some unique DNA, super repetitive portion, unique DNA. And this kind of goes back and forth and they, they couldn't figure out what, what the French toast. Yeah. Until one day they found that the, the, these, this, these repetitive portions of DNA were actually a virus that had been incorporated into the DNA structure of the, of the bacterium. And what it was, it was a form of um, immune system. They were keeping uh, sections of DNA of, of these viruses so that uh, this, this enzyme that works with CRISPR could then excise them from the genome later on really, really accurately. Yeah. So if you're, if you are attacking this certain bacteria, it's got a defense mechanism in place that will, on the genetic level, mm-hmm. rip it apart, rip the the virus apart, right? Yeah, and that's 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 the thing about viruses is they they hijack cells to replicate themselves. Um, they they inject their genetic structure, their their DNA into a cell, and when the cell duplicates, boom, more virus. Mm-hmm. So what this is is it's an amazing defense mechanism that 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 these bacteria had that says, no, 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 we've got a proofreader with a shotgun over here (laughs) and it goes over the cell. And when it finds these sections, that's why it keeps something in its, it keeps these things. It's almost like a reference library for genetic code, keeps them around so that when later on in its code, if it runs across one of these segments, it, it activates this editing tool and just snip, snip. See ya. It's amazing. Why does this matter to you? Why does it matter to you? The so what the scientists are trying to do is uh, figure out these uh, the RNA of these certain uh, viruses or or bacteria that they can then direct the CRISPR Cas9 system to eradicate or to to slice up or whatever it does, right? The um, the Cas9. If if we I don't think we mentioned it. It's the CRISPR associated proteins. It's it's a two-part defense mechanism. The first part being CRISPR, which is the, uh, it's the information of the DNA of the attacking virus. Yeah. Then the Cas9, the, the, uh, associated proteins, which is, is just a set of enzymes, which actually goes in and does the slicing and dicing. And Dave, you had a a really good uh, analogy to this. It's, it's, it's the, the CRISPR DNA is like a, a, a wanted poster. Um, you know, a gallery of them. It's 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 all this um, repetitive DNA wanted poster. These small, unique segments 
are codes from viruses that the bacteria has encountered in the past. Mm-hmm. So um, it's <laughs> it's literally it's a wanted poster, and CRISPR. It's is, like a wall at the sheriff's office. Yeah, and 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 Cas Nine is the the sheriff of of Fluid Mosaic City. Fluid mosaic model of the cell is how mm-hmm. cellular wall works. Uh, anyway, the uh, the cool thing that it does is Cas9 uh, will copy those sections of unique uh, genetic information. The 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 wanted the good poster, stuff. yeah, the wanted poster of the of the virus. Uh-huh. It'll it'll copy that into RNA. And this this uh, enzymatic protein will actually then cradle. It'll it'll hold this little little nugget. This the wanted poster in its hand. Yeah, it literally has like the. <laughs> have you seen this? But this man, <laughs> and it just goes bumping around the cell. Now here's the thing: the RNA when it runs across the actual DNA sequence, it will adhere to it strongly, and and then it's just on. And then it lights out. Yeah, yeah. it's and, sunset and for exactly. It's it, high noon for. <laughs> it's yeah, the, it, the hangman's gallows for. <laughs> it's that horse. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You're such a dick. I was like, is he doing, or is he really, I mean, I don't want to step up. Oh no, he's just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Once uh Cas9 binds to something that has this DNA sequence, it's all over that, that initiates the, the editing process and blammo, no moss. And there's a bunch of different types of uh, bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. These, the Cas enzymes, the CRISPR associated proteins. Yeah. Uh, and they say the the best known one is this Cas9, which comes from uh, the little town outside of Tombstone. Called seems his daddy was a lawman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> comes from what you uh, you and I know as strep throat, the yeah. Streptococcus pyogenes. Hope you said that right. Bacteria. <laughs> You're such a dick. Yeah. So they get this uh, CRISPR system from a strip from st- a strep sample. From a from a, a gross phlegm bacterial yeah a, t- a tonsil just yeah. something they've they've cut a out and almost thrown a tonsil and apparently this is why what I like one of the one of the parts to this uh, these systems this the CRISPR systems uh, they say are an ancient defense mechanism found in a wide range of bacteria yeah well I mean otherwise you just get hijacked you, you can't everything you can't, eats everything yeah you can't be tombstone all the time. Um, only once in a, in, in a lifetime. That's right. Even more than that. So what, what this all means, why, why do we care that, that bacteria and viruses are, are uh-huh. duking it out in the, the wild west of, of cells? <laughs> um, CRISPR can, can tell exactly where to cut on, uh, in DNA sequences. Yeah. Doesn't have to be viruses. That's the thing. Right. And that's why they're trying, that's why they're working on, creating these these RNA uh I keep wanting to say promoter but that's not correct these RNA targeting sequences for anything and the 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 value of this is that it can cut so precisely yeah unfortunately like any other biological process it's not infallible it's not perfect sure and so they're like well it's not they can't they can't trust it medically because mistakes are made even on that level yeah not yet not yet that's a thing the the better they get at telling it where to target and how to target, uh, the better it's going to be at basically slicing up DNA, and that could be a lifesaver to some people. Yeah, because you know, getting it applicable uh, to what we would maybe use it for, it could uh, 
cure any type of genetic disease that's out there. Yep. Just imagine that, you know, you you, you can be worry-free about uh, uh, getting a, a genetic disease on the genetic level. Not It's not even like a, oh, take this medicine for the rest of your life to prevent you from getting this disease. They could one day make an advance to, to where they pop some of this CRISPR in into your blood and goes right down there to your friggin' DNA, yep. knocks out all the, the bad guys, and your your life from then on, okie dokie. Um, the only problem is, like you said, right now, still a lot of mistakes being made. Yeah. They, they're they not 100% accurate with their shooting. Sometimes uh, the brothel gets shot up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the barkeep takes one. Yeah. What about the piani player? Oh, the old time piani jangler is. <laughs> he slumped over his keyboard. <laughs> Wondering what, what the F, man. <laughs> Um, I was supposed to. I was supposed to code for proper hemoglobin <laughs> formation. Now, 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 how the hell are you gonna oxygenate a cell? Damn it! I reckon <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is in line with the um, designer baby uh, type of thing. Everybody wants a designer baby. I'm gonna design my baby. It's gonna look just like you, Flora. <laughs> You'd be so lucky. The um, beat that kid. <laughs> it's not funny to beat kids (laughs) just me yeah unless they look like flora (laughs) (laughs) a little toddler with a goatee (laughs) but uh uh, you think about the applications of of some of this stuff let's come back to the uh to the baby editing in a minute but one of the things the the article mentions uh, could be used to introduce genes that will slowly kill off mosquitoes spreading malaria which they've already started doing using a different format but yeah there are like a second uh, generation they've engineered mosquitoes that, whose second generation is sterile mm-hmm. so the first generation is not sterile they can totally go out there and 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 reproduce Lay all the eggs they want yeah they can go crazy but then the next generation totes sterile so and that's 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 been an effective strategy so far. But if you can if you can fine tune that process using this, hell yeah, kill mosquitoes, man. Yeah, kill them all. Pretty, pretty cool. Would you let their tiny tiny gods sort them out? Would you, um, if if genetic manipulation became a thing, would you use it to design your baby? Me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not in a position. These are two different things. Well, yeah. Designing babies and, uh, you know, you curing genetic disease through CRISPR, two different things, but this is just for fun. No, I mean, people say design their babies and yes, people are assholes. They're, they're animals and they would do that. Would I make sure to design my baby to make sure that they would at no point, uh, succumb to ALS? Yes. Yeah. I would, I would design my baby. (laughs) To not have, uh, you know, genetic diseases. I would make sure that that that's screened to bejesus and back. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think if if I had the choice to do that or not, yeah. I think it's a silly choice. If they if that baby had say Flora's sign, mm-hmm. which is the Flora syndrome, it's an early onset disease that the baby carries its whole life. Born with a goatee. <laughs> Born with a goatee. <laughs> that's the best baby you could have. <laughs> It's the genetic lottery you won. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, 
but so many of these things start out with, uh, you know, therapeutic reasoning. And then, you know, someone's going to be like, mm, I really want my kids to have a Kardashian butt. Oh, yeah. I I foresee something like that being so terrible with those type of people. Uh, oh, but wouldn't it be? So many kids are just going to get, you know, thrown in the trash or something because they're going to get tired of them after five years and <laughs> just kick them <laughs> out of the house. You know, it's well, like, I'm going to get a new baby now. But what about those kids? But this that, one's going to be blonde, you know? Uh, what about, what about, what if like the genetic changes that are made, you know, to, to, you know, for, for phenotypes, for, for physical, uh, physicalities or something like that. What if they were as visual as plastic surgery is. I mean, like everyone, you mm. can, you look at someone, you're like, yeah, that's work. Mm-hmm. Like what if genetically there was like some weird little telltale with like, no, I was always like, I was born like this. We're like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> no, my fingers are all eight inches long. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's CRISPR. That, that's yeah, a interesting that's, piece. That's of pretty news. cool. I like biotechnological science. What else do you like? You know what else I like? America, freedom, patriots, sovereignty, damn constitution of the United States of America, the finest document ever created by Americans. How about communists? Do you like communists? I do not like communists. Communist threat to the United States is ever present. We must be eternally vigilant to stem the tide. Patriots, you're my family. We... I'm, I'm, what are you getting at? <laughs> I, know, I was kind of having fun settling into it. Uh, Operation Jade Helm 15. Wow. The 15th in line of Jade Helm. Yeah. <laughs> Jade Helm 15. Jade Helmer. J- Jade Helmiest. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this helm. <laughs> Jade Helm 15. Go to Helm. Jade Jade's kids <laughs> go to Helm. That was good. Uh, okay, so Helm uh, hath no fury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Jade up all night. <laughs> so Jade Helm fifteen is a, a military exercise. It's a two month long exercise. It's happening. I mean, from uh, Texas up to California, with all states in between. Uh, uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, Nevada, Wyoming, Wyoming, Texas, uh, California, as I said, and it is uh, this long-running uh, military exercise, kind of dealing with the concept of of honestly what they're looking at in say Iraq, where there are areas you can move in freely, but then there's uh, there's hostels in some areas, but they're not necessarily the hostels endemic to the area. Mm. They're 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 training for for the wars that the world is presenting functionally. At least that's what the government would have you believe. And this is where this gets really great. I mean, there's no shortage of, you know, anytime two guys wearing camouflage cross the street, somebody, somebody thinks that it's, you know, this is the end of everything. Now, wait a minute. Two guys wearing camouflage who are also in the military. (laughs) Yeah, true. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Because you see that a lot. Yeah, that's true. Already. (laughs) That's true. So, um, now, uh, people of the conspiracy mindset, your info warriors, uh, your your militia type people, your citizen patriots, <laughs> believe that this is uh, a direct assault by the federal government on the sovereignty of individual people. That it is going to be a military takeover. That martial law will be introduced, uh, 
uh, as a means of, 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 of instituting greater control of the people. And if, if, if they don't declare martial law, then this is a training exercise for, the day for they when do. they do. <laughs> and it is out in the open. Yeah. It's right in front of our eyes. It's glorious. I've been really enjoying it. And, and even then, like, you know, I, I, as I've said before, I do, I do love listening to some Alex Jones on the weekend. Like just throw it on stream it in my house while I'm cleaning or whatever. Give him that hit. I, <laughs> I, it's, I just love it. It's the same reason that I love listening to like really, really super hardcore fundamentalist Christian radio. I just, I just love like the purity of belief and the driving, you know, this is the what passion. Ha- yeah. I the really, day. <laughs> I do. I like the enthusiasm of it. I love the, the, no, this is the time people, you have to wake up. It's tomorrow's too late. You know, I, I enjoy that as, as, as entertainment. I, I that's just what it is. Hmm. I don't agree with it. And that's part of, I, I enjoy a sense of righteous indignation and, and that, that helps. Um, but, but yeah, so Alex Jones, he's been talking a lot about this and, um, and which would be fine. Sorry. Did, can you, can you go into a, just a little bit of detail what they're doing just in the fact that we say military exercise, I think, but so the, this is the official description of what Jade Helm is by the United States army. Members of the U S army special operations command will train with other U S armed forces units July 15th through September 15th in a multi-state exercise called Jane Jade Helm 15. USA SOC, I think it's United States of America uh, Strategic Oper- Operation Command. Maybe. Okay. I'm not sure what that an acronym is. Periodically conducts training exercises such as these to practice core special warfare tasks, which help protect uh, the nation against foreign enemies. It is imperative that special operations soldiers receive the best training equipment, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the rest of it is, you know, the public can expect nothing much different from their day-to-day activities since much of the exercise will be conducted in remote areas. It's just a, a large military training war game. And this has been, it hasn't started yet. It won't start for two months, but everyone is on fuego about this. Yeah. This is going to be the end of everything. And this is how the government steals liberty from the babies. And here's, here's, which would, which would be a thing. Um, you know, the, the people who, who are conspiracists, who are, you know, uh, militia minded people who, you know, who are already looking for things like this to be up in arms about. Yeah. That would be one thing. But the thing that the reason why I'm talking about it, the thing that I really enjoy about this is that then the governor of Texas decided in what I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his personal leanings are, but he decided that, yeah, there's a real risk here. So he's deploying the Texas state guard to monitor the Jade Helm 15 military training exercise to make sure that the freedoms of his uh, constituents are protected at all times. Who he cares about dearly, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the governor of Texas. I mean, and, and so that's, that's where really gets crazy because it's, it's one thing to be like, Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Be, be prepared. Watch out right. everybody. And then the, but then the governor saying, Oh, well, I'm the governor of Texas and I'm here to tell you that. Yeah. We have to make sure that, that the United States army isn't here to kill us. <laughs> isn't here to imprison us. Isn't here to, Yikes. you know, like that's a problem. That's crazy town. Uh, and, and what's more, who do you think is going to win in a brawl? The Texas state guard 
or uh, the United States Special Operations Command of Special Forces? Who do you think is going to come out on that one? I think it might be a, a really well fought uh, twelve round underdog coming from the United States Special yeah. Forces. Right. So one, one round, not even. So and I and I've Knock read a, I've I've read a few articles about this. There, you know, pe- some people think that he's sort of pandering to the to the hard right. That there's you know the the that maybe it's a partially cultural. You know, you don't mess with Texas. I mean, there was there was the thing just a couple of years ago where they were like, "Whoa, Texas might secede." Yeah, so, you know, it might secede. Might, uh, yeah, you know, maybe it, it's sort of in that direction. But it is glorious, uh, and it gets actually a little bit deeper than that. Oh. Um, I was Yikes. able. I mean, come on, I, I, you can find a video for anything, but I did enjoy this one. That the reason for Operation Jade Helm Fifteen actually has its roots in the troubles in Eastern Ukraine that the United States stating a few months back that it wanted to provide defensive weapon systems to the Ukraine army Mm. prompted Russia, uh, the, to swear that it would arm insurgent citizen groups in the United States. No, I can't emphasize this enough. This is not substantiated. Okay. <laughs> this is just a really fun theory that some guy had, uh, in the United States, in the Southwest, the same States that operation Jade Hellman, Jade Helm is in. And that, um, communist agents had been infiltrating the country quietly for months and months and preparing for this moment. And so the United States government has to have this quote unquote fake, uh, uh military exercise to actually fight, deal with them. Yeah. It's glorious. And, and then and then the survivors uh, that are communist funded or whatever come back in Jade Helm 16. Oh, hell no. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it would just be a fun conspiracy theory were it not for the governor of Texas, like semi-legitimizing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, and honestly, even uh, even former governor Rick Perry was like, Pump the brakes. You, you what, mate? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Get a load of this. Yeah. Oh, all right then, mate. Let me tell you a couple of secrets. All right. First of all, don't feed the crazies. <laughs> they find plenty of crust themselves. You don't have to feed them birds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's my story is... Uh, Operation Jane Helm kicking off this summer. July 15th is the day the music died for freedom, <laughs> liberty, and justice in America. You will oh, have you you think you drove that Chevy to the levee? <laughs> I got news for you. Levy broke. <laughs> levy broke and you were put in FEMA camps. Jack Flash sat on a candlestick. That candlestick is an ICBM and it's aimed right at the heartland of America. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh it's and it continues to be great and they've the fear has already kind of dot, you know started to subside and and now the um the conspiracists are claiming victory we blew the lid off this thing and now they now they're they're backpedaling and it's just a training exercise you will see very little uh uh interruption to your life and, and on one one thing that i really enjoy about this whole running story that's been happening for a few weeks is the poor army spokesman who's just like what it no no we're not imposing martial law 
We're not gonna. We're not going to to round people up into d- death domes. <laughs> what are what are those? Because it's this other thing about uh, emergency weather shelters that they've been building. Oh yeah, wow. And, and, and the poor guy. Wow. <laughs> this poor spokesman is just like no, no, no. I'm gonna say this one more time. Shh, calm down. It is a joint military operation it's for training purposes you won't even see it it's going to be in remote parts of the state we're just we're, we train here so that it's not our first time when we go there oh, wow. <laughs> delicious yeah so there you go operation jade helm 15 look it up it just just soak up some youtube videos <laughs> uh i got i got something a little lighter a little on the brought to you by side. hellman's mayonnaise <laughs> yeah i had to get one more in nice. what do you what do you got I uh, got something that you might be, uh, you might find useful. Oh, really? I might find useful too. How to turn someone into a sex zombie? Um, no, because I wouldn't find that useful. I'd find that den- denigrating. God. Flora, you don't even get me at all, do you? Why would you even say that? Why would where what? Oh, where I do you come it. up with that? I get what a sex zombie is because they they want to eat your brains, but you know where all men's brains are located. <laughs> oh. Good God. Shut up, dude. You said it, not me. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said right it. Right off the bat. All right. I've got a ancient hangover cure discovered in Greek texts. Ooh, sweet. Is it olives? <laughs> no. Is it souvlaki? It's um, gyros. It's gyros. I knew it. Every drunk person eats gyros. You feel better until you throw it up. <laughs> uh, there are some medical papyri uh, that were discovered. Ooh. By the way. Way to go. Plural papyrus. I like that. And you just said it like you don't care. And that's what makes it even cooler. It was like an explosion that you were walking away from and you didn't flinch or turn around. Yeah. I, the only thing that could have been better about it could have popped my collar. Oh. Uh, that are 1900 years old and um, has this hangover treatment, uh, this ancient Egyptian hangover treatment. Apparently they discovered over 500,000 documents like this in the ancient Egyptian town of Oxyrhynchus. Oh, um, it's an awful name for a town. No wonder why nobody's Rankus. messing with anything there. And what it was, apparently, it was written in Greek, so they, you know, they uh, translated it, and it's it's a recipe for a quote unquote drunken headache cure. Nice, man. If only if you had this, uh, you you had to string together leaves from a shrub called Alexandrian Daphne, and, and maybe wearing that as a necklace. Never mind that. Does it work? <laughs> Apparently the people believed it could ease a headache, but, you know, I guess they haven't tried it. Or Somebody maybe, probably has by now. Yeah, but or it was just a really clever Greek way of... of uh, selling that shrub? No, of figuring out who the alcoholics were. That's <laughs> true. That's true. It's very. What's cool about it? It's the largest single collection of medical papyri to be published, and it includes uh, treatises and treatments for all kinds of stuff, including ulcers, tooth problems, hemorrhoids, ooh, and even some stuff uh, discussing eye surgery. Oh yeah, I read that part about the yeah. What? Um, the eye recipes. Yeah, it was. It was that if you had an everted eyelid, which I guess is painful, and how you I can do that right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't understand that, but like you, there's a lot of incising. You're scooping some stuff out. Uh, no thanks. M- mucus is like mucus discharge from eyes. Oh yeah, room room 
Yeah. And how you, yeah. And the, the, the poultice that you have to like slather into your eye socket. Oh, you, you ready for this? Yeah. yeah, Bring the list. Here's the, I remember this thing. It's a medley of ingredients, including (laughs) copper flakes. Oh yeah. Antimony oxide, white lead, washed lead dross, uh, starch, dried roses, rainwater, gum, Arabic, poppy juice, and a plant called a Celtic spike nard. (laughs) <laughs> nard in the eye but the moral of the story is here, i mean like what you you got your eye hurt wash it with lead yeah <laughs> put, put some antimony that's that's of extraordinarily toxic heavy metal <laughs> a lot of these are bad that's a lot of metal going into your eye copper yeah. antimony yeah, it can't be a paste it's got to be like gravel they're like here is your eye hurt how about now <laughs> Fix that, fix that discharge. No, no, that burning means it's working. Right, right. <laughs> God. And, and then it goes on to say that that's even relatively mild compared to uh, the eye surgery stuff that, that's all together. I, uh, Gross. Now these documents are uh, kept at Oxford. So if uh, I don't know if they're on display or not, but you go check them out, uh, um, British friends. Not, not in Oxnard? Not in Oxnard. <laughs> Celtic Spike Nard. <laughs> How did that get that name? <laughs> Zing. Oh, I fell in battle. What did I fall on? This terrible plant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So next time, uh, next time we do our drinking, Dave, which I've decided is going to be a while for me. Oh, what do you mean, Flora? Oh, what do I mean? Means you lack liquor. It means... <laughs> means my i like it my body doesn't yeah uh, you are in control of your body okay okay yeah confucius it's your body yourself Bob. but next time we do this let's let's just go out to the shrubs outside here and string yeah. us together a little we'll make some necklaces necklace. and then we'll be fine then everybody will be like nah, there's the alcoholics <laughs> yeah that's how you get you what you got next oh this is great i am really excited about this one uh, how about, uh, a really fun story. Uh, so last week in LA, some folks were arrested for impersonating police officers to which they said, no, we're actually, um, Masonic fraternal police officers. <laughs> we date back to the Knights Templar, which is glorious. Um, wow. Yeah. So these guys are the, uh, the, 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 oldest police ever, uh, which is great because um, they say that they were created by the Knights Templar in 1100 BC, the Holy Order of the Knights Templar, 1,100 years. So pre-Christianity? BC. Now, the C in this one we usually gloss over, but it's sort of important suddenly. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So these guys <laughs> the, are, this is their defense. This right? is their defense okay. that they, that they were, they were set up, um, 2000 years before the actual Knights Templar, but they were set up by the Knights Templar and the, the, the time machine. Probably according to them, there are, um, over 5,600 individual lodges and that they had uh, the, an, in, uh, an intelligence network. They were really able to get information no one else could. And uh, they have a website, a really glorious website. So, and feel free to check it out. Uh, it's a pretty long one. It's the 
MasonicFraternalPoliceDepartment.org. Oh, and I was I wanted to pull it up while I was talking about it, and now it is forbidden. <laughs> yeah, they've 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 shut it down, locked it up. Yeah, it's uh, no no moss. No, you don't get that anymore. Which is <laughs> too bad because the 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 website when it was up, when I looked at it, it did have like this. You know, we're everywhere. We've been doing this for thousands of years. We um, that it's in their blood. It is their birthright. Wow. Um, but then there's all these other things that you can click on, like investigations and things that we're doing. And for every single one of those, it's like, what's the password? You can't know about this. Like <laughs> it always had like a weird little log on thing for all the Why other tabs. Why would you even have a website? Well, because it's, come on, they need to make come themselves on. feel more, more, more legit, I guess. Um, so yeah, the, 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 and man, I, what I what I want to find, and I haven't yet, and I'm going to keep looking until I do, is someone going, "Oh, the mainstream media is making it up to be some giant joke. They just kicked the anthill of the Masonic Order by imprisoning high-ranking members of their police structure." Oh my God! I want to find that. If you if if you someone's, want to find it, I bet you will find. Someone's it. been telling me this for months. I just need to find them. Yeah. Figure out who that is. Yeah. So so look um, out. What was the aftermath of that? They just got arrested. They got imprisoned, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Just for impersonating a police officer. Not not knock it off, you weirdos. Did it, did it say what they were doing as the police officer? Were they trying to arrest somebody, or were they were they like nothing to see, people? Move along. Okay, everybody. That's enough. Uh, no, they were busted. Uh, uh, from what I can tell from this BBC story. Uh, purely for impersonating officers that they hadn't carried out any law enforcement activities, but they did have uniforms and uh, vehicles. Um, Probably some sort of badges. Yeah. And they were, uh, they were, they had been monitored. Like, I mean, Mm. you know, they, they like, they got a website. They weren't like hiding. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's great. Like one of the things uh, that on their website was saying that, well, what's the difference between Masonic fraternal police and, regular police their answer we were here first <laughs> we were th- that's the difference that's it well that's the entirety of the reasoning it's funny you should mention their um their time travel capabilities going back that far and everything yeah. since uh if you think about it templar the root of that word is time related right no Temp? maybe tempo tem- temporal Tem- tempest fugit I could be I could be totally totally wrong. Well, that's Latin, so I don't think it was spoken in 1100 BC. But I don't know. Well, no, not until it became popular. Also, that I mean, were there knights in 1100 BC? They they I mean they could have been called something else. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not saying everything was set up, including, you know the the stalwartness of Jesus the Christ and everything, but. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> but you know, if they're if they're going back in time, maybe yeah. they were created as Templar knights. Then they went back in time to establish an order. Yeah, and that's what. And you know, at first they were created just knights. I got to be honest. And then they're like, we've discovered time travel. Now we're Templar knights. I feel like if they had time travel, they would have probably done a better job with the Grail. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I hear that things kind of hard to. That's true. To even pin with down. even with time travel, it's pretty hard to. Pretty hard to get. 
Maybe that's the closest they could get with the uh, temporal exclusion zone. Unlucky. Unlucky. (laughs) Uh, Flora, what else you got? Uh, I think I'm going to do one more here. Okay. In an article from uh, LiveScience.com, if a zombie outbreak were to occur, Dave. Yes. You knew this. Now science knows it. Knew it, my bones. You head for the Rocky Mountains. Damn straight. DM straight. <laughs> DM straight. <laughs> Should we go to this city? No. No. So there's a, a team of researchers that modeled what would happen if um, zombies broke, a, a zombie epidemic broke out in the United States, a la World War Z or yeah. The Walking Dead. I, very different zombies, though. <laughs> right. In, in those cases, very different zombies. I would much prefer The Walking Dead zombies. God, that wouldn't that be terrifying, the World War Z zombies, though? Just if they run full tilt and, and just don't give yeah. any f***s. Like, yeah, those guys win. Yeah, that, that's a terrifying zombie. So uh, these graduate students, uh, students of theoretical phys- physics at Cornell University in, in New York. Never heard of it. They said, we, we did a full U.S. scale simulation of 307 million individuals and thousands of outbreaks to see who ended up infected and who did not. And the takeaway is you want to be as far away from from as many people as possible uh, in in the biggest science <laughs> right yeah this century so so being uh, <laughs> surrounded by other people in an infectious disease outbreak bad idea yeah that's what uh, b- they basically find out those but guys they're got, saying those uh, guys got a grant funded for that research <laughs> somebody paid for that maybe I I don't know actually this might have been a for fun thing but still. While it was sort of a for fun research project, it still has real world applications. And they said, we're hoping that with uh, zombies, they can introduce people to some of the techniques used to model real diseases. Yeah. And they presented the findings at the American Physical Society in San Antonio, apparently. So they say, biggest takeaways from this, avoid cities. Duh. Right? Because urban urban areas are are the worst. Uh, and he said, actually, the area between Los Angeles and San Francisco was actually worse than either city because it was within range of two outbreak points. Ooh, yeah, you get to the crushing wave yeah. right there. They say you're better off heading to remote rural areas. In particular, the northern Rocky Mountains region was one of the safest places in the model because it was so inaccessible and, and so few people live there. Yeah. They had to make um, several assumptions to keep it. Uh, a simple model, though. I mean, they they couldn't factor in movement of of people, like how people would get around, if if people would drive or fly or just run. You know, yeah, it's I hard mean, to. But that's the whole point, though. I mean, that's the real risk, isn't it? Um, moving or or yeah. not moving? Yeah, who moves where? You know, I mean, you look at like the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu outbreak. Um, there's uh, some really weird outliers. For for example, Gunnison, Colorado, zero cases of Spanish flu because they set guys with shotguns in a perimeter around that tiny mountain town. And they were pretty polite, but anyone who got too pl- close, they got blown up. Wow. That's yeah. that's fun. Yeah. A fun piece of <laughs> But but that's the History. thing in a disease model. That's the that's why that that's the whole game is where people are moving. Can you can you effectively quarantine it? Mm-hmm. Can you reverse quarantine? Can you keep a, a barrier around an area? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and I like when I lived in Colorado, man, that's the best place 
to have a zombie plan because you're like, I'll just get in the truck. You go up to the high country and, you know, things are remote. That You, you yeah. can live up there. It gets a little squirrely in the winter. Well. But it, the, the zombies freeze. That's great. Right, right. You know, yeah, like. You're above that frost line and, and that's got to make uh, moving around a little, little difficult for yeah. things that aren't warm blooded anymore. Here in Chicago, we are f***ed. Uh, yeah, you're, you'd best be getting out here and stealing a boat. I, I mean, would that even do it? I mean, I don't getting know. Getting on a boat? I mean, I, yeah, because f- there's so many other boats around. I, I, I mean, like Great Lakes piracy, does that happen? I don't know. Well, I, I just at feel that like, point, you're talking about other humans, right? Right, yes. I'm just talking about getting out of the city. The quickest way is yeah, going to no, be getting in a boat and you're right. getting in the water. The safe, quickest and safest, I, to my mind. My plan is to get on my bike and ride to Iowa. That is the ancestral home of my girlfriend's family. <laughs> they are archers and hunters and medical professionals. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's a great combo. That's my plan. Pretty nice. I actually worked it out. It's going to take me about three days to get there on a bike. Is that factoring in road conditions? And Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's giving me, if I, if I do... Are you taking uh, an interstate? Well, you don't, you know, that's the plan as far as you can. The the key to the key to the plan, the key to all plans. And this is a cool thing, just like these guys doing this story to kind of talk about disease modeling, but using kind of a fun example of zombies. Same thing with emergency planning, with disaster planning. Lots of cities uh, and states across the country are using the popularity of zombies to say, hey, what well, what's your zombie outbreak plan? Because with the exception of the shotguns, they're the same plan for, you know, earthquakes, for fires, for, for other contagious disease outbreak. Like having a zombie plan and like meaning it. Is not a bad good, thing. No, not a yeah. bad thing. It actually prepares you for, for real, a good number of stuff, real yeah. emergencies. But in my escape scenario, I mean like the minute, the minute starts to get weird, I bolt. Like you don't wait around. You don't give it 24 hours to see if things oh, get right. better. You you have that's the window you have to leave right then and there. Yeah. Unless it's the World War Z zombies. Right. I th- I think I I have more of a chance. I have a good chance with the Walking Dead type zombies if if I got stuck in that situation, but I think that I would probably quickly get killed by other humans. I do too. And one thing that I I think about is that on the one hand, like I'm no quitter, Flora. I ain't no quitter. And I, I wouldn't like off myself or anything. Right, right. But on the other hand, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live in that world where, where the zombies Cormac are dangerous. McCarthy's world. Right. Yeah. We're like, yeah, the, the, the zombies are a problem, but guess what? There's no food anymore. And, yeah. and you can't trust other people because they think you might have food, you know, like th- th- that's just, just, just terrible yeah. all around. There's no getting around the fact that that is God awful. Yeah. Ugh. So that's a, that's a zombie outbreak. Uh, gotta get Rocky mountain high. Gotta get, gotta get up there, John Denver. That's right. So let us know, uh, how, what you thought. Yeah. What, that- do, you, do you like, uh, us reading, reading crazy news? Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out as we go. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure it out and, and, um, learning hurts my brain. <laughs> seeing, seeing what the world has to offer that we don't usually get to. Cause yeah, we're concerned with just one aspect of it. Ourselves. <laughs> just me. Yeah. So let us know if you'd like to hear yeah. more. And uh, also, 
because uh, we can. I'm gonna gonna get to some listener mail. Yeah, we're gonna do listener mail, but no puns. No. What coquettish little minxes we are. We don't don't care who we are. We gave you plenty of puns, so you can go to Helm. (laughs) Zing. I'm just going to beat it. I'm going to beat it. All right. Well, then why don't you kick us off, tough guy? Got a piece of listener mail from Tyler. Hello, Tyler. I just hiccuped in the middle of saying hello, Tyler. Try that again. And you shortened it to Ty. Hello, Tyler. (laughs) Without the hiccup. Uh, Tyler writes us with a great couple of show suggestions and actually uh, has been active on the old tweetsers with oh, us. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we love we the tweet ring. He, he asked us if it's easier to email or, or tweet. If um, if it's just, uh, you know, for fun or observations or anything, you, you feel free to tweet. But yeah. uh, if you've got the show suggestions, that's right. better uh, on, on email. You do it how you Stories, do it. Yeah, However whatever. you think we want it most, you give it to <laughs> us in that format. I think that's a good good rule. And I, I think that uh, I think Tyler's gone back through the old catalog. We might be hearing from him again. I, good. I, I better. have a feeling. Oh, wink. Happy to have you on board, Tyler. Yeah, thank you, sir. Dave, what you got? Well, first I have a, a dramatic guitar. Then a thunder sound top of that. The cry of Don Luke's charger, a crimson black horse, which is red and black and white all over like a newspaper. (laughs) 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 The point is that he sent me a letter. I got it from my friend Don Luke. He makes a joke to me and the joke is really dusty. Sergeant Garcia. (laughs) Hello, Don Luke. I write you this quick missive only to express my wonderment. How could anybody make a Lord of the Rings Mithra pun and not talk about the gift from Bildo Baggins <laughs> to his nephew Frodo that saved his life from the, cha- from the cave troll spear made of purest Mithral? <laughs> that is all I have to say. Felicidades, Don Luke! <laughs> That's a spot-on impression, Sergeant Garcia. <laughs> I, I, I read, I, he, this is what he says to me because of our close personal relationship. <laughs> Gracias, Don Luke. Gracias, Don Luke. Hope to hear back from you again. Wink. Got another first-time writer, Dave. First-time writer, Dave. Dave, first time, pay attention first, to me. <laughs> first-time writer. <laughs> clean, clean, clean. Come out to play. I uh, heard from Tara. Hi, Tara. Hi, Tara. Like the planet or just the regular style? Uh, actually, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Tara spelled this way. Oh, well, then tell no one what you've seen. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Tara could be on the run from murderers of the government or the government murderers. That's right. Those are people who murder governments. Oh, where are those guys when you need them? (laughs) Oh, Oh, we're on the list. Watch out. (laughs) What's Tara have to say? Tara says, howdy, y'all. Hello. Howdy back. Tip of the hat, ma'am. Her friend turned her onto this podcast, which is quite entertaining. Thank you. And thanks to your friend. Yeah. High five to that person. Who's your friend? Who's your friend? Um, 
Who's your friend, Tara? And uh, Tara says she's listening to Candy Chat over and over and over and over. <laughs> oh. Those, uh, those, ladies. those ladies, they know how to get it done. You're going to get a cavity. She says most episodes make her ugly laugh. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and, and her concern is since the Yostra episode just aired, the old the old Mithra uh-huh. uh, track, will she really have to wait until September for the next Candy Chat? Well, I mean, I think I can conclusively say that if you look at the time schedule of, of, of your, your average candy chat, that usually there's a reason or something in the, the, in, in the summer. Oh, yeah. Well, I believe the ladies were sent a, an, a mighty, yes. amazing care package. Yeah, from- special episode, a, a Strangers with Candy episode is oh. probably in the near future. You just did it. Yeah. You did it. Now we have no excuse not to do it. Right. Yeah. We've got Stranger Danger episode <laughs> against my better judgment. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, some, something will probably be around that old corner. Um, yeah. But she says if it'll if it helps speed up the journey to fast acting insulin injections, she'd like to offer up Russell Stover's calendar of candy holidays. Oh sh! And there's a link <laughs> on russellstover.com. I hope that every month is just another piece, a picture of Russell Stover, barely clad, with like a ring of melted chocolate around his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the July ones, him and his manure truck. Uh, uh, actually. Uh, she said June is National Candy Month. Just throwing that little nugget out there. <laughs> I like that. That little Hershey's nugget. National can- Candy Month. Well, wow. so shall it be. Can't uh, argue with the calendar. <laughs> and can't argue with Russell Stover. And won't argue with Tara. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Tara. Thanks, Tara. And thanks thanks to your mystery friend who yeah. turned you on. You're super. Who else you got? <laughs> well, who the hell's that? <laughs> Is it like one in the morning? Come on, man. We're trying to sleep out here. In, I mean, in here. Well, I, you've got me all perplexed. Oh, from you Google. homeless? No, I'm not. No, stop making... Oh, oh there's mud on the window. I'm going to have to clean that. Oh, no. I'm going to have to resod my lawn. That's going to be like 25 bucks. Mikey Wheels, Scourge of Suburbia. <laughs> uh, Mikey Wheels hits us up. Hi, Mikey. With, uh, hey guys, I was listening to your Mithra episode. Oh, good. And during the part where you said you were discussing the scorpion stinging the bull's balls, I remember this. You remember, <laughs> remember that? Remember that? Flora was saying, ching, 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 ching. Which, and I actually knew this. In Japanese, ching, ching is the word for penis. Penis? The more you know, do, 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 do. Uh, so, uh, wait, do we have a more you know sound? Yeah, we do. More you know sound. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, a friend who was Brazilian, and um, he uh, traveled around the world, but his toast was always ching-ching, just because glasses, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, his name was Tito, and and he went uh, to Japan once, and it became quite a problem. And so his toast was always ching-ching, but not in Japan. <laughs> wonder what they do. wonder how they, they act and they react to that. Some guy just screams penis in a bar. I mean, I can't imagine that doesn't happen all the time. Well, if that happened over here, I'd just be like, <laughs> uh, penis, a- guys, penis. You know, fun fact. <laughs> I might uh, have to start doing this um, just, for, just for the hell of it. I watched the, there was a, an interview with Yahoo Serious. 
Yeah, you knew it. No, and not nuts. I can't think of the guy's name, but he was the guy who created it's like Perlman. He created Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days, and Laverne ended up marrying him. I can't remember his name, but Squiggy. He <laughs> Squiggy, who was God. I Hello. <laughs> Hello, girls. God, I I love Lydia and Squiggy. They are so great. Um, no, uh, when he so he made the spinoff of Happy Days, Joni loves Chachi. But the problem is when they were syndicating it in Korean, Chachi <laughs> means lady parts. Oh yeah, which they so yeah they had to have some they had to do some changes there, which I loved. I thought that was a great story. I mean. Isn't that still used as as a lady parts term? It is on my watch. It is on my watch too. Nice. We got to get new watches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mikey Wheels. Thanks, Mikey Wheels. Hey, hey, try to keep it down. There's people with honest jobs in this neighborhood. Go go over to one of those dishonest job neighborhoods. Yeah, where all the shysters live. Shyster Row over in Huxterville, next to Liars Plains. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to interrupt me but i'm not i'm refusing to start but i'm pretending like i'm going to i know that's the worst noise i've ever made <laughs> it's what? like a, an adult crying like a baby uh, uh, oh, uh, gross. Uh, that's I mean, terrible I mean, when adults act like babies, it's a felony. It, it really is. is. Pooping, yeah. putting putting everything in your mouth, oh, every, making that sound. Everything a baby does is a felony. You're right. Grabbing boobs. It's well, a felony. Hello, Stucco. Well met. A hearty hail to you, good sir. Ephidian dispense, my muscular friend. From Eric... Of the North. Oh, Eric. Pretty tough. Nordic. Aye, the toughest. The Nordicest. Your hair is blonde, but your beard is red. Aye. As as is the way of my people. Um, do you have a message? If thou wouldst shut that <laughs> thine mortal mouth, I wouldst deliver my message. Okay. Prithee, listen. <laughs> now that I've gone through the entire archive... I couldn't help but jones hard for my next fix up here in the longhouse. Twice more did I listen to the Greg Buck episode of Bullstone. Sweet! The debut of Guns and Rosebud never failing to crack me up. And then took I my sword, axe, and shield unto the internet in search of blurry methadone to tide me over. What did I find? I found and bested in single combat a huge list of weird and creepy Wikipedia links in paste bin. Whoa. Don't go into the paste bin. By the whiskers of Greycat, what a trove! I didn't compile this collection, and due to the nature of paste bin, we can't know beyond someone who went to 4chan's X board. Therefore, Claim I them as pillage and gift <laughs> to you two, as I'm currently a little light on golden armbands to give away. We'll take it. That's a, a powerful tribute. Long may this list provide backup ideas <laughs> for show topics. Yours until the inevitability 
of Ragnarok, Eric of the North. <laughs> and then he rode away, and we all knew what a man was from that day forward. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Eric, that's a that is an amazing gift to bestow yeah. upon us. Uh, we checked it out, and our well will never run dry. No, it will not. It is a. It is a. I think it's an Orson well. <laughs> <laughs> May our Orson will never run dry. The well of Erd. That's oh. that's what it is. Anyway, what do you got? What do you got? One more to round us out. Well, I have an email from Sam because. The Orson well also never runs dry. Speaking of which, waiter, top me off. Yes, I would love some more Chablis, please. No, not from there. From Paul Masson. Fermented in the, in the bottle. Yes. This email is from Sam, and he writes thusly, Thanks a lot for the great show, Daves. You're welcome, yes. Sam. I'm often lumped in with David as one entity. I, I'm equally disgusted and complimented by it. Sam writes, I've recently heard of your podcast, and I'm working my way through. Oh, this is too much work. I'm just going to read it like Dave. <laughs> I've recently heard of uh, I recently heard about your podcast, and I'm working my way through. Having just finished the voodoo episode, I have a word of advice. There was some discussion about what to call the various branches of voodoo belief. I agree. I agree with your uh, use of the word sect because sect sells. Oh, I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> just wow! That was a good. That was the haymaker. Yeah. In boxing, they call that the forgotten arm. You didn't even know it was there. That was a shiv to the slats. That was well played, Sam. (laughs) And welcome aboard. Yes. Yes, you are now a part of this. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we celebrate your wit and ability to write. It's a rare gift to a person. We we are pleased by it. That's okay. That's it. That's it. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have some catching ups. Yep. Soon. Catch ups. If you haven't heard your your mail yet, you will. You will. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna catch them ups. Um, your, your little mail, fashion. your your little Pokemon mail, are, is just gonna. I don't know what you do with those. Does it evolve? No. Does it dig evolve? <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Does it level up? Uh, but no. But we have a job to do with with them little Pokemon emails. Well, yes, we do. We do. It's to we catch gotta, them we all. we got to ca- catch up on them all. So thank you for listening. Uh, I think that will do it for this uh, episode of The Bullstone. Yes, uh, So don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Flora, what are some things they could do creatively? Uh, you could get creative and um, go to iTunes and, and write a, a really creative five-star review for us. I love that, like our friend Human did. You can go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Yeah. This is thinking outside the box. Yeah. Get yourself a free audio book out it's of the deal. free for all parties, and yet all parties get something. Yeah. It's a 30-day free trial membership. It's an arbitrage, people. Said it before, I'll say it again. It's free <laughs> money. It's an arbitrage. It's Don't, great. You got to use it in a sentence a few times, and then, then it's yours forever. I haven't read Guns, Germs, and Steel. You have. Yeah. They got it on there. I'm getting it. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm driving to Kentucky before the trip to Ireland. 
that's what I'm going to be listening to on Kentucky the way down and back. Kentucky is the Ireland of the United States. It might be. Yeah. So do all those things because men talk wills it so. Next time on Bullstone. Author of everything I ever needed to know I learned in kindergarten arrested for improperly filed taxes. A bird in the hand worth two in the tush? We'll tell you about the new fad of implanting birds to make that booty so fly. Bye. 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 Bye.